Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries presents The Fourth Wall. Ladies and gentlemen, the director of these broadcasts, Hello, this is Mac Boyle. Over the next seven weeks, Party Now Apocalypse Later Industries would like to take you to a place called the Fourth Wall. I'd tell you more about it now, but the people that live there are excited to tell you themselves. So, without further ado, we will drop you off, dear listener, at a graveyard on a quiet fall day where two co-workers commiserate about their boss. I'm never going to get promoted. Oh, that's a spirit. Fifteen years working for the wall. I'm the top field instructor. And now I'm on chauffeur duty. It's about a lot of luck I've got. You know, he's thinking about making a trip to the university. You mean? Yep. Any day now, he'll start hiring from the outside of the building. Why? How should I know? He doesn't tell me anything. <laughs> Jesus. Your next assignment might as well be cleaning up newspapers for the damn birds. The birds would never let me hear the end of it. He must trust you at least a little. Not a lot of people know where this place is. For whatever reason, the old man classified this place as top secret. It's not hard to imagine why the boss would want to keep this location a secret. If he ever found this place, there's no telling what would happen. Did you hear that? What? That! It's... Oh, God, it's bats. That doesn't mean... It might. We've never been able to predict his movements before. We're in a cemetery. Bats just show up in cemeteries, right? This isn't an Ed Wood movie. Come on! I don't know when the time will come, Mary. I've waited for so long. I can only hope you have as well. Mr. Director! Mr. Director! Blazes! I told you chaps I'm not to be disturbed here. We know, sir, but look! My God! It might not be him. We can't take that chance. I don't think they've seen you yet, sir. And I can't take that chance either. How long before you can get us back to the wall? They'll cut us off before we can reach the car. We can leave it behind and use the emergency transfer, but the channel won't recharge for months. I'll never be able to return here while I'm alive. Sir, we have to make a decision now. Just as well. Maybe I'll be back sooner than I thought. Is that a bomb? He'll never find you, Mary. I swear it. Yes. Run! Now, you fool! I'm Professor Abigail Westing, and this is Introduction to World Literature. First question, what is literature? Anyone have a definition? Guys, I don't know any of you yet. How can I grade you down? Yes, you. What is literature? Uh, books. Yes, and... Um, big books. Okay, anyone else? You? Is this going to be on the test? Yes, write down big books. Now underline it. You? I think that scholars would maintain that literature had its earliest roots in ancient Greece, and that culture bore it concurrently with the concept of rhetorical thought. First question, what's your name? Iggy. Iggy? That's not a real name. Your parents should be ashamed of themselves. 
Fine. Iggy, I can already tell you're going to bother me. Second question, who? I'm sorry? Who are the experts? Um... If I look at the screen on your computer right now, am I going to see Wikipedia on it? Our friend Iggy did hit upon something when he mentioned rhetorical thought. Literature is the prism through which we might understand the world around us. The more we understand about the stories we tell each other, the better we understand the stories we tell ourselves. From the Bible all the way through Gone Girl, we're trying to decode mysteries we've only begun to fathom. Be aware, this semester will not be about book reports. If I've done my job correctly, then you will have a better understanding of the world around you. At minimum, I hope you'll start asking the right questions. Yes, miss. Uh, yes, ma'am. The Bible isn't literature, it's the revealed word. Uh-huh. Have you and Iggy met? I think you two'd have a lot to talk about. All right. Good talk, people. For next time we meet, read the first two selections in The Complete Twain. You won't understand anything until you realize no one will ever be as good as Twain. With the possible exception of Brom Stoker. Are you sure about this, sir? More certain than I've been in a very long time. Hawthorne, check the perimeter while I talk to the lady. Yes, sir. Excuse me, miss. I was wondering if I might ask you about the tattoo on your shoulder. Uh, um, I got it in the army. Afghanistan. Just as I thought. I too served in an Afghan campaign. You're a little... Old is the word for which you are searching. No, no, well, yes. Sorry, I guess you must have been there in the 80s. I didn't think there were any Brits fighting against the Soviets. Oh, uh, a far cry before that, Professor Westing. But bless you for thinking me even that young. Might I have a further word with you? Read the syllabus. Office hours are Tuesdays 1 to 4. I'm afraid I don't have that kind of time. You see, my name is Dr. John Watson. In another life, I both documented and assisted with the exploits of one Sherlock Holmes of 221B Baker Street. And I've come to offer you a job. You're THE John Watson? The name does have a certain common quality. As in Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. While I am a product of that man's imagination, I assure you, I'm quite real. Then I'm Elizabeth Bennet. A pleasure to make your acquaintance, but if you'll excuse me, Mr. Darcy is waiting ever so patiently. I might believe that. You and she do bear a striking resemblance. It's in the teeth, I think. It's not Halloween, and it's not the beginning of April. That leaves you a lunatic and me, um, leaving. Excuse me. Two tours in Afghanistan spent the better part of a year politely declining recruitment to the CIA. Master's degrees in linguistics and philosophy. Add a PhD in comparative literature for good measure. How did you know about that CIA thing? All I require is a few minutes of your time. I think you'll find that my offer may be the only job in all of creation that utilizes your disparate talents. I already have a job. <sighs> sir! Good God, man, what is it? The bats, sir, they're here. If he's found a way here... I know, Professor. I'm afraid my pitch to you has changed slightly in the last few minutes. If you don't come with us right now, I can't guarantee your safety. <laughs> oh, my 
kind of danger could I possibly be in? The only way you can find out is if you come with me right now. This is not a time for doubt. We must move quickly before these beasts realize what they found. How the hell do you plan to get us out of here? We came prepared, Professor Westing. Get in! I wouldn't fasten that restraint if I were you, Professor Westing. Why? They have a tendency to become lodged in parts of your body for which you have not bargained. This is Unit 1. We're coming in hot. Director Watson and precious cargo are in the vehicle. Possible unauthorized fictionals in the vicinity. Understood. Receiving pad is ready. Why aren't we moving? Patience. Mr. Hawthorne here just needs to get the engine revved up. What? <gasps> the steering wheel just disappeared. Of course it did. It's just reality imploding. This will only take a moment. What? There's no need for alarm. It's merely imploding around the three of us. I thought you'd be pleased. I can't imagine reality offers any degree of satisfaction. For my money, it's a dreadful place. I try to spend as little time there as possible. This car is going to crush us. Only if the process is working correctly. Sir, let me help you up. I can manage quite well on my own. Tend to Professor Westing. I'm fine, but what is this place? Come along. Things will become clear in a moment. Centuries ago, an aging King Arthur realized that, despite his efforts, he too would one day die. So his thoughts turned to ones of legacy. He felt that despite acts of daring do and benevolent rule, England would one day forget he ever existed. Merlin, wizard and trusted advisor to the king, proposed a solution for the king's worries. Had anyone else suggested it, they would have been dismissed as a madman. Merlin bridged the gap between myth and history. Don't you mean mystery? Confound it! I told you not to call it that! Curse the day I met that meddlesome bird. Barbara! Barbara, what the hell were in those cookies you baked me? Your cellular telephonic device will prove quite useless here. Most people find it comforting. We do have specially modified radios that can transmit over the divide. You'll be able to call home soon. Where was I? Ah, yes. While Merlin largely succeeded in fulfilling his master's wishes, and the tales of Arthur's noble deeds never died, there were unintended consequences. Unintended consequences? You fought in a war, Professor. I would hope you'd be intimately aware of the fact that every action one takes has unintended consequences. Merlin's errors continue to impact events. Myths and modern man walk side by side to this day. Generally, the conglomeration of fictionalized realities lives in peace with your world. We have to. Your people created ours. But as with any unstable situation, there are always ongoing threats. Many on our side have a certain social allergy to the realization that their makers are mortal men and women from another dimension. I, for one, am perfectly content with my entire life being the byproduct of a Scottish physician's need to give the world's greatest detective someone with whom he could converse. There are also people, for lack of a more appropriate term, who view your world as one of infinite opportunity. 
If a malevolent figure from literature were to conquer your world, none of us would be safe. To atone for placing all of creation in this perpetually precarious situation, Merlin gathered what forces he could after Arthur's demise and broke the borders between realities once more. He founded this place, between the world of fantasy and reality, in its own independent dimension. From here, we protect your lives and the lives of your heroes. It's also our home. We call it the Fourth Wall. Location? Take us to the boardroom. Initially, this compound was merely a small stone castle, a few stout men, an artillery of swords, and enough dark magics to make worlds tilt on their axes. In the centuries since, the world of fiction has grown, but so have we. The fourth wall is now a three-mile-wide steel-fortified base capable of waging war on any entity imaginable. Powered by the very untapped energy that forged this place into existence, we want for nothing. We're getting a Starbucks upstairs in a couple of weeks. Yes, God forbid I be able to order a decent cup of tea, but franchising that governing principle of God's green earth must not be interrupted. What is it you want from me? For far too long, our institute has employed those from the various fictional worlds. Myself, Agent Hawthorne here. If we're to keep up with modern threats, we need something, someone new. I intend you to be that someone. Where do you come from? About 30 years ago, there were a series of spy thrillers, the Hawthorne Imperative. They weren't half bad. They even made a TV movie out of the first one. Tom Selleck played me. Never heard of them. <laughs> I'd be surprised if you had. I'm sorry? I found a life here. That's all that matters. Director on deck! As you were. Welcome to the boardroom, Professor Westing. From here, we can control not only all aspects of the wall's operation, but track our agents anywhere in the multiverse and assess new threats as they arise. Make way, coming through! Ah! The bird! What about him? He can talk. Lots of birds can talk, lady. I'm the only one that can actually carry on a conversation. Uh, I, uh, um... Apparently makes me unusual among humans, too. You'll have to forgive Reginald, our feathered friend here. Poe found him terrifying. Around here, we put him to use in the mailroom. You know, Hitchcock had my people bring an entire town to its knees. J.K. Rowling and George R.R. Martin come around, and suddenly I'm stuck dabbling in the postal arts. Poe? You mean you're the raven? Nah, wait a minute. Wait, you're not. Is she? Yes, Reggie. This is Professor Abigail Westing. She comes to us from the real world. Now, if you'll excuse us. When are you going to let me become an agent, boss? This isn't the time, Reggie. Oh, well, if it isn't Mr. Forgotten Lore himself. How's life treating you on the B-team there, Hawthorne? Lady, I've got a name and feelings and a personality and the whole routine. I can't help that my narrator was too wrapped up in that Lenore chick to realize that I was only asking for a cup of Nevermore brand absinthe. Just because an author doesn't give a character three dimensions doesn't mean the three dimensions aren't there. Alert. Unauthorized fictional incursion on this plane. Alert. Security countermeasures activated. Hawthorne, find out what's happening. Yes, sir. Does this happen a lot? Hmm? Oh. No, Professor. There hasn't been an unauthorized incursion in the entire time I have been here. And that has been a long time indeed. How old are you? Never mind that. It's a colony of bats, all right. 
The environment in the void is tearing most of them apart. Why are you people so afraid of bats? Professor Westing, please. I am a trifle deaf in this ear, and I'm trying to listen to Mr. Hawthorne. At this rate, they'll never get into the compound, to say nothing of getting back to their master. Outer perimeter compromised. Unauthorized entities have entered outer wall chambers. Void decompression will occur in 20 minutes. You were saying? I... And you're wondering why we're looking for outside hires. Anything that I could use against them would be secure in the arsenal. By the time I could get down there, it would be too late. Who do we have on the premises that could handle bats in any helpful way? I suggest any number of the Batmen, but every version of the character are in their home dimension. Even that strange chap who spends all of his time dancing and drinking milk. Afraid so. There must be some way we can get them out of here and back into the void before they can report back. Think, people. Think. Excuse me, Reggie, is it? Hey, you are bright. No wonder the boss went looking for you. What can I do for you in these last few minutes before we all die horrible deaths and fail at our only reason for being alive? Do you have a family? Way to bring down the mood, pal. I mean, are there any other creatures like you in this place? Who else would work in the mailroom? Outstanding. Outstanding what? I think I have a plan. Hey, that's wonderful. Hey, everyone, listen up. The new girl has a plan. Sorry, friend. They, they hardly listen to anyone when they get into this crisis mode of theirs. Excuse me, everyone? Well, I, I loosen them up for you. I know I've only been here for just under five minutes, but if we need to get rid of some bats, I think we've got just what we need right here. Void decompression will occur in 15 minutes. Well, what? People are afraid of bats. But what is the only thing that bats are afraid of? Joel Schumacher. No, 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 wait. Zack Snyder. No, come on. Let her, let her finish, guys. Come on. Birds of prey. Yeah. Wait, what? Void decompression will occur in 10 minutes. Just tell them what I told you. But it's your plan. Somehow I get the feeling they'll listen to you more than me. I don't even want to listen to you. You see, you're the perfect man, a uh, bird, to lead them into battle. Why don't some of Hawthorne and the boss's jackbooted thugs make bat-based out of them? Because, you simpleton, if their master gets one whiff of human activity, the jig, as they say, will be up. Wait, who's their master? Go, Reginald, now. <coughs> All right, men, and Claudia, listen up. The day we always knew was coming is here. The fate of the fourth wall is in our hands. We have less than 10 minutes before you know who. Who? Not now. Can get the message. The only thing that will scare these bats is their natural predators. And apparently that's us. What in the hell are you doing, Hawthorne? Ravens aren't bats' natural predators. The only way this will work is if we can attach some extensions to your wingspan. Wonderful. Ow! Ow! Watch the joints. We've got hollow bones, you know. All right, folks. When they get done with this indignity... Ow! We're going to go in there and try to convince the beasts to take their chances out in the void. If we seal the building with them inside, our cover is blown. If we don't seal the building, it'll implode. Any questions? Yes. Are uh, we going to get hazard pay for this? Oh, for pity's sake. It's not an unfair question, boss. We're all in the union. Void decompression will occur in five minutes. Fine, fine, fine. Move point. Let's go. Hawthorne, seal the doors once they're in and get me a line to the boardroom. Boardroom. This is the director. Keep giving me updates on anything else approaching the compound. Yes, sir. Reggie, you guys ready? Would you be... 
be all right. He took quite the beating in his fight with the bat colony, but he'll live. However, he will never be able to fly again. The pressures of the exposed void in that chamber did a number on him. Also, for some reason, he had large fake wing extensions taped to him, and those aggravated his injuries. I'll pay everyone in this room $1,000 if they never tell him that part. None of that matters. Not anymore. I adore you, Abigail. I always have. Run away with me. Do it tonight. Huh? He's from a soap opera. Fair warning, we have the worst doctors here. Is it Watson a doctor? I haven't practiced medicine in a long time, Professor Westing. Can we see Reginald, doctor? Only if Abigail will return my affections. Uh, maybe later? This is about my twin brother, the jewel thief, isn't it? I won't wait forever. No, I didn't mean it. Of course I'll wait. You ensorcel me! You've ensorcelled me. Did it work? Did we get him? Yes. You saved us all. What's more, you may no longer be suited to work in the mailroom. Why? Never mind that. Reginald the Raven, by the power vested in me by the fourth wall succession plan, I hereby appoint you to the rank of agent trainee with all the rights, privileges, and responsibilities thereto appertaining. Gee, thanks, boss. Rest up. Training will begin soon. You got it. Now, Professor Westing, that leaves only the question of whether you'll be joining us more permanently. May I speak to you in private? Of course. I've got a lot of questions. I have no doubt. They will all be answered in time. Nuh-uh. I need a few answered before I commit. Very well. First... Am I dreaming? Do you think you're dreaming? I... 
No. Would I be able to tell you if you were dreaming? Probably not. Then let us proceed from the premise that you are awake. Second, why me? Pass. Fine. Third, and this one is non-negotiable, I need to know what I'm getting into. Who's sending these bats? I'll answer that question by beginning to answer the previous one. Who do you think darkens my day so thoroughly? You're not the one asking the questions. If you can't come to the correct conclusion on your own, I may be wrong about you altogether. I'm afraid to say it out loud. If so, you are likely on the right track. Are you... is it Count Dracula? Are you trying to kill Count Dracula? You're quite right. You should know the parameters of this particular quest before signing on. I won't lie to you. It is my fondest wish to eliminate the man who once lived as Vlad Tepesh, the Impaler, former Prince of Wallachia, and who now is a vampire known as Count Dracula. There has never been a greater threat to your world or mine in all of recorded history. His very existence has brought nothing but destruction, and I have made it my life's work to end him. Oh. Well then, I'm definitely in. <laughs>